0: We have a guest speaker this morning, um, Pastor Mario Larios. How many of you have been here when he's spoken before? Just okay, so probably a third of you. Okay, for those of you who haven't, um, you've probably been here when our missionary in Guatemala, Chris Schaaf, has spoken. Uh, Chris went down, I don't know, 27, 28 years ago, or something like that, uh, and very early on became friends with Pastor Mario. Um, they started the whole four property children's ministry we have there now started with the back porch of a lady named Tomasa and Pastor Mario and Chris doing a little children's thing. So we've been in relationship with Pastor Mario for, uh, we think, 23, 24 years, something like that, long time. Uh, At some point, you just go, it's a long time. Uh, We're at that point. Uh, several of us have been down and spoken in uh, Pastor Mario's church in Tarasas, and he's been here uh, quite a few times, always brings a good word. Uh, I, uh, uh, As he was down there ministering, he's he's really been a pastor of pastors. He's been used to raise up other pastors. Um, you know, in CB3, we have a church that meets there on Sunday morning that's pastored by Anibal, who started out just doing construction with us as we were building properties down there. But he's now pastoring, and he came up under Pastor Mario. Uh, so uh, it's a long relationship. Uh, we've been enjoying it. Uh, in, in the midst of that, uh, I've learned uh, a few words in Spanish, mostly having to do with food. <laughs> and uh, Pastor Mario's English is pretty good. So he's going to try and, and do a fair bit this morning uh, in English, um, but we have uh, Federico over there uh, in the in the bullpen on deck. Well, he's he's warmed up. He's ready to go. At some point, uh, Pastor Mario, you feel free to employ him. Uh, he's all yours this morning. All right, come on up. Welcome, Pastor Mario.
1: Where are you, Federico? Okay. I'm feeling much better now. Uh, it's a privilege to be uh, to be here. My name is Mario. Uh, in Spanish, is Mario Larios. In English, is Mario Larios. Okay. <laughs> then, um, as Pastor Tony and Pastor uh, Stevens mentioned, um, our relation is for many years. Um, it's a long time. We were talking about the relation uh, between us. Um, and Pastor Tony mentioned and Pastor uh, Gary too more than 20 years more than 20 years I met Chris 25 years ago uh, no, he's not there <laughs> And we started um, our friendship in a small group then I encourage all of you who are part of a small group to participate in, in an active uh, way because you never know what will happen. When I met Chris, uh, his Spanish was uh, like my English. <laughs> uh, and I tried to interpret for him many times. Um, and at that time, we n- never know, uh, never knew or never worked with the children. Um, I don't know if you work with children raise your hand who is working with children oh god bless you god bless you because it's not easy and at that time i considered my call to be a preacher a teacher of the world but god put me in this situation to work with children and it was amazing i learned a lot from the children then if you have the opportunity to uh say Thanks for your uh, children, uh, teachers. please do that, because it's very important. Uh, Your job is very important, teachers. Uh, I prepared some notes, okay? Um, Let me try to read something. I I wrote it uh, yesterday, and I read it to Pastor Tony, and he said... Uh, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Then um, let me read it. Uh, I wanted to take a moment to express my heartfelt gratitude for the incredible support you have provided to the children in our community. Your dedication to their well-being and education has made a profound difference in their lives. Education is truly a source of endless opportunities. And through your efforts, these children are being equipped with the knowledge and the skills they need to thrive in today's world. Your commitment to their growth and development is inspiring and a testament of the unwavering faith and love that has characterized your church throughout these years. Speaking of years, it's amazing to see how time flies. Yet, your faithfulness remains steadfast. It seems like only yesterday when I was a young man, when we started the programs, and now I find myself witnessing the same dedication being poured into the next generation. It's comforting to know that some things never change, and your commitment to the community and the love you share continue to stand the test of time. Thank you once again for being a lighthouse of hope, compassion, and knowledge in our community. Your support has not only shaped the lives of these children, but has also created a ripple effect of a positive change that extends far beyond the walls of your church. May God continue to bless you abundantly as you carry out his work. I try to say thank you. Thank you for everything in the name of the children that you are supporting. Um, Pastor Tony mentioned something that I was uh, working with uh, the ministry in different ways. Um, We developed the children uh, feeding program, but the most important is that we we, we were teaching the word of God for the children. At the same time, we are giving some... uh, some meals. Uh, the menu is very basic. It's not, nothing complicated, but uh, it's very important that they are receiving the love from God in this way. Uh, we planted the church in CV1, in CV1, uh, CV one? CV one, yes, uh, in CV1, and we are running a school in CV3. The name of the school is Rema School. Uh, it's a Christian school, and the impact of uh, these ministries are amazing. Now, um, I have the privilege, the privilege to talk with some uh, youth who are parents now, and it's like uh, Chris and me are the grandfather of these children. It's amazing. Uh, then, this is possible because you are always uh, giving and planting a seed. Thank you for this. Amen. Thank you. Uh, this is very important. Um, as I mentioned, I am a pastor too. I worked for many years, 25 years uh, as a pastor and a leader. And it's amazing to be here because uh, I I was in Canada for the last month. Uh, I went to Canada on, on December. I am studying there. Um, And I came back to Guatemala because we had some family issues, and now I came here from Guatemala to uh, Florida. Then it's a privilege to be here, and I will try to share something uh, about the Word of God. Are you ready? Please open your Bible or your phone (laughs) in Mark chapter 13. And. When, while you are uh, looking for this uh, chapter, um, do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Yes. Okay. Then ask to Him to translate to you yes. what I am saying, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am sure that the Holy Spirit is here. And seriously, uh, God is here. God is here. I can't express my gratitude for this because we don't deserve it. He's here and he's ready to bless you and to speak in a particular way, in a singular way to you. Please, please be open to hear the Holy Spirit today. It's not it's not easy to be humble sometimes, to hear the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you something before I read the chapter. I, I want to share something with the youth. I worked with youth for many years. I was the executive director of a Christian schools in Guatemala too. And uh, I, Release something very important. The youth who are now, now they are adults, uh, they were youth at that time, many years ago. But the youth who continue to be in the church and trying to obey the word of God, they are very successful. And the opposite the, the youth who left the church, who refused to be obeying the, the word of God, now they are in terrible situations. Please, youth, I know that it's not easy. Because some people is telling you that this is not funny. funny. I need uh, something more like entertainment. I th- know that it's not easy to be seated there. Hearing an old man like me or an old man like other. <laughs> it's not easy, but it's important. That's why I named this uh, message Ready for the Most Important Thing. Ready for the Most Important. Let me share an image about it. I grow I it. okay? It's, it's okay if I write it. If, if I read it? Okay. The importance of placing things in the right order can be likened to buttoning up a vest on a shirt, just as the first button serves as the foundation for everything that follows. The order in which we prioritize aspects of our lives determines our overall success and well-being. When we properly fasten the first button, symbolizing our relation with God, and aligning ourselves with his will, we set the stage for harmony, balance, and purpose in all other areas, just like a well buttoned garment A life built on the right foundation brings order, stability, and a sense of completeness. Let us ensure that we place the first button in the right place, securing our connection with God so that everything else can fall into its its proper order. Um, I don't know if you have the experience that you uh, made a mistake with the buttons. It's terrible, no? No. Sometimes, we are doing the same with our lives. We are trying to begin our lives with the grown bottom. Then, the first is the key. And the others will be easier, or not. It makes sense for you? Yes. Then, what could happen with people with the grown order, with grown priorities? with grown interest. What is happening with the society today? It's putting attention in the grown things. The priorities are absolutely grown. Uh, as I mentioned, I was uh, uh, in Canada. I am studying there and now it's summertime. In the society there is almost the same that in USA or in Europe. It's very similar. The priorities are absolutely wrong. Just watch the TV and tell me what are you looking there. Then in Mark chapter 13, uh, we could ask to Jesus, what is the most important? Let me look for this. I will use uh, the amplified version because uh, the language is more simple for me (laughs) to read it. Um, Let me see. Mark Mark chapter 13. As he was coming out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, teacher, teacher, Look what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. Jesus replied to him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left on another which will not be torn down. As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter and James and John and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us. When will these things happen? And what will be the sign when all these things are about to be fulfilled? Jesus began to say to them, Be careful and see to it that no one misleads you. Many will come in my name. I will stop in this verse. And if you want, you could go to the last part of the chapter and just be there. Uh, Jesus in this moment is trying to teach something for the disciples. The priorities for the disciples and the Jude people was the temple. At that time, the temple was the center of the faith, the big temple, the only temple. Now uh, we say something like, we are going to the temple. At that time, is, we are going to the temple. Just one temple. It was magnificent. Uh, remember at that time, uh, it was covered by gold and mar- marble. And it was amazing. But the priorities were grown. All the people were looking for the temple, were looking for the religion. The priorities were grown. The disciples, they were... Uh, they were uh, Expecting about the Messiah in a grown way because these priorities were grown. They were waiting for a Messiah, like a warrior, a big and powerful warrior. And they can see what was the reality. The reality was that God was uh, walking on the earth, show the love. And the greatness in another way. Then, can you see the problem of the disciples? If you read uh, the chapters before, you will uh, realize that the disciples, they had many problems about the priorities. In one moment, Peter was saying something weird. And Jesus said, no, no, no. This is not the way. Be apart from me. Remember? Maybe in this day, some of you could be in the same way, expecting something from God in your way. But His way is much better than our way. What are you expecting from God? What are you expecting? To be famous? To be successful? To be blessed? and the world way having a lot of money is that your expectation if it happens it's okay it's not a problem to be famous but with the correct priorities now you can see uh, jesus teaching and uh, at the end of the chapter please come with me At the verse 13. No, excuse me, 33. Are you there? Be on guard and stay constantly alert. I really like this version. I will repeat it. Be on guard and stay constantly alert. For you do not know when the appointed time will come. It is like a man away on a journey who, when he left home, put his servants in charge, each with his particular task, and also ordered the doorkeeper to be continually alert. Therefore, be continually on the alert, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, Whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or in the morning, in case he should come suddenly and unexpectedly and find you asleep and unprepared. What I say to you, I say to everyone, be on the alert. And there is a note here in my version, stay awake. And be continually cautious, are you alert and cautious in in the sixties and seventies of course, uh, I was not Christian at that time. <laughs> I born later later than this, much later um, the 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 preachers uh, were talking about his coming back. remember some of you remember that. The emphasis was exactly this: Jesus is coming back. Be prepared for this. But now it's like an unfashion. Is it correct to say that? It's a non-fashion uh, message. If I tell you, be prepared. What is in your mind? Be prepared for that. Are you ready if he is coming today? It's a very simple question. That's why I said I choose this message because it's simple. In the essence, the most important thing is to be prepared when he is coming back. This is the most important. Just think about it. It's more more important your home, your new car, your career, your shoes. It's more important that you have many friends on Facebook or Instagram. What is it? Because some people is dedicating his life or her life to be famous. Can you imagine that? Doing weird things. I think that we are losing the correct way and the church must be focused on the most important thing. The most important thing is to be ready. To be prepared. This is the very simple message that I want to share with you today. It's a a very simple uh, truth. And I am sure that you will agree with me if you consider this. I have some numbers for you. Over 20% of the New Testament speaks of his second coming with more than 300 direct references found in 23 of the 27 books of the New Testament. This truth cannot be ignored or downplayed. Mm -hmm. Jesus affirmed, I am coming back. It's very simple. Are you Christians? Do you believe in Jesus? Most of people is just uh, speculating about his uh, his second coming when the 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 beast the antichrist antichrist is correct okay is he uh coming from europe east europe mixed with jude can you hear something like this focus on the beast and the false prophet what could happen if we've more uh, if we are most focused on jesus words he said, "I will come back. That's it. No speculations. It's very simple. We don't need to be genius or to. Or we don't need a degree in theology to understand this. It's very easy. He is coming back. But just think: What happened if you die before? The same." When you open your eyes, you will be in front of him. Then what's the problem? It's easy? It's complicated? No. The answer is no. It's very, very simple. But we must uh, be focused in this truth. The reality of that day may not be comfortable for everyone. Please go with me to Matthew 25, verse 31. All nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the righteous from the unrighteous, just as a shepherd separates sheep from goats. Remember the verse? Some people is living like, um, no, it's not a problem. Uh, do you know something about the grace movement, ultra grace movement? Is saying it doesn't matter. All of we are going to heaven. Don't worry about it. God is love, then he will forgive you. And I think that it's better if we uh, read something who Jesus is saying. In Matthew chapter 25, uh, is this is the, a big sermon. And if you know that, there are many parables in these sections. The parables are about the same point. Be, be faithful. Uh, let me see. Let me tell you something when I am looking for this. Um, I use lenses, but uh, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Then uh, sometimes I am missing this. And the order of the books in the cell phone, uh, some, sometimes is different. It's in alphabetic order. Then it's a headache for me. Sorry. It's Matthew chapter 25. Go to the verse number 31. But when the Son of, God, of Man comes in his glory, at majesty and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them from another. As a shepherd separates his sheep from the goats and he will put the sheep on his right. And I will stop here. The word here is separate. Can you imagine this? Who will be in front of him that day? Everybody, Everybody. famous and unfamous. Rich and poor people. Many people admire the rich people, the famous uh, uh, in sports. I can't uh, release what is happening with our world if we are paying more f- to a basketball player than a teacher? I can't imagine that. Uh, are you follow the NBA draft, for example? How much are they paying for the <laughs> millions and millions? And who is paying that? <coughs> the fans. Yeah, the fans. When you are buying a cup or a, a souvenir, you are paying a lot for them. A famous uh, player named uh, Messi. Do you know Lionel Messi, my friend Federico? <laughs> He's the best uh, soccer player in the world, and he uh, he will be uh, now in Florida uh, playing for the for the uh, Miami team. I, I can remember the name of the of the team, and he will receive a lot of money. Then, the people is, wow! I want to be like Messi, I want to be like Ronaldo or LeBron James, or Michael Jordan. I want to be like Mike. What is happening? I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like him. We need to be like him. But our priorities, our focus is another point. And today we have the opportunity to change it. I, I just want to, to share a small story. I wrote it today. It's based on a real uh, event, but I just try to, to put in, in another words. Pastor, please.
0: All right, he's putting me to work. <laughs> All right, uh, once upon a time, there was a courageous captain who led his crew on a perilous expedition to the icy reaches of the North Pole. As they embarked on their journey, the captain made a difficult decision to leave a portion of the crew behind to endure the harsh winter conditions. However, he promised them that he would return to retrieve them when the frozen sea thawed. Months passed, and the captain's heart was burdened with concern for the crew he had left behind. Finally, when the ice began to melt, he set sail once again towards the frozen wasteland to fulfill his promise. As he arrived at the desolate location, he was astounded by what he found. To his astonishment, the crew he had left behind before him, fully prepared and with all their belongings packed, bewildered, I'm sorry, uh, the crew he had left behind stood before him. Fully prepared and with all their belongings packed. Bewildered, uh, the captain inquired as to why they were ready and waiting. In unison, they replied, every day we would rise and prepare ourselves, believing that it could be the day of your return. You, captain, said that you would come back and we trusted your word. Touched by their unwavering faith and dedication, tears filled the captain's eyes. He marveled at the crew's steadfastness and at the profound impact his words had on their lives. Their daily anticipation and readiness demonstrated their trust in him and their commitment to be prepared for the promised return. From that moment on, the captain knew he had a crew like no other. Their loyalty and faithfulness were a testament to the power of trust and the importance of keeping one's word. Together, they continued their journey, strengthened by the unbreakable bond they had formed during their time apart. the crew
1: ready because they trust on captain's words. Who is our captain? It's Jesus. What he says. I will come back. Do you trust in him? Then be ready. It's <laughs> very logical, no? Day by day, that crew was asking, when? And some... Someone said, maybe it's today. Then just be ready. Be ready. And when the captain come back, all of them were prepared for this. Then let me tell you something to finish. Today is the opportunity to order our lives in the correct way. It doesn't matter what happened in the past. The past began one minute ago. It doesn't matter what happened. Maybe you have some problems, and maybe you have some health issues, or sin in your life, or broken relations. I don't know. But today we have the opportunity to put our attention in Jesus' word. Be prepared. What can I do? It's very simple. Just ask to Him to be in your heart in a real way. I say a real way because it's not a religion. It's not about to come on Sundays. It's important, but it's not all. It's important to sing, but you need to sing with your spirit, connected with Him. You need a relation with Jesus. If not, all this thing will be borrowed. All this uh, church makes no sense for you. Will be borrowed, will be tired, and in some point you will leave. It's important. Today is important. Then, What do you think if we choose the correct priorities today? It makes sense for you? Everybody understand the message? Oh, praise the Lord. (laughs) Please stand up. We will pray. Please close your eyes and be in communion with him because our beloved Lord is here. He's real. He's a person. And he's asking to you, do you want to love me? Do you want to serve me? Do you want to make me the priority in your life? Please answer to him in this private moment. Answer to him about your priorities, your dreams, your desires. Ask to him What is the correct way to live? Ask to him. And just for a few seconds, hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Try to hear the voice of him. Not your voice, not the desires of your heart. The desires from God. Father, I thank you to be here. I am very grateful to be here with this family I know that you love you that you love them I know that you know everything about their lives he knows everything stop to telling the story about what is happening with you just hear what hear his voice and try to fix what we must change. Just for a moment. In a humble and real time. (laughs) Father, we thank you for this because this is an opportunity to change everything. We want to be ready for your second come. And we we, we have the expectation For this day. This day will be the best day of our lives. This is our destiny. Church, this is our destiny. To be in front of Him and hear His voice saying, Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is your home. This is your home for the eternity. This is the best thing. Then, Be focused on the most important thing. Be focused on Him today and forever. God bless you, dear brothers and sisters. Open your eyes, please. (laughs) I am very happy to share this moment, and I really appreciate your patience. Uh, I know that sometimes language could be a barrier, but... I learned something in Canada. In my class, 50% of the class uh, is uh, from India, and the other from Asia and Latin America. And all of we we were talking in English in different accents and in different levels. It was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And our teachers, they are from Middle East mainly. from Israel Turkey uh, Egypt Syria it was amazing amazing and sometimes the the teachers were speaking in french and i say what is that <laughs> it was then i learned something language is not a barrier love is the connection i love you family thank you